This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and work. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships and Revenue Show. As always, I am your host, John Hewlin, and I am so happy to be with you today. In fact, I am thrilled to be here because today I'm covering a topic that is really, really important and means a great deal to me. So today we're covering part of the F6 framework. We're talking about faith. Now, I realize this can be somewhat controversial. Now, you've probably heard the adage about not discussing faith or politics with others, right? Well, sure. Initially, it makes life and conversations easier to steer away from the topic of faith. But for someone who is a person of faith, that's like trying to breathe with your mouth closed while pinching your nose. Just doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, the world will tell you what I believe is a lie, and that is this. That it's possible, yea, even desirable, to separate our faith from the rest of our lives. Now, to truly be a person of faith, I believe that that same faith permeates your whole being, everything you are and everything that you do. So to try and separate faith from from any other part of life is like saying that faith isn't important or even doesn't exist. And that's just really not true. Because all of us have some sort of faith background. We believe in something. We just have to decide what that is for ourselves. Now, I am not here today to try and convince you to have the same belief system or worldview that I do. But I am going to be coming from a certain faith background or a certain worldview. And I don't mind telling you what that is. I happen to be a Christian, a Christ follower, and I follow the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. So that's the place that I am coming from. And you need to understand that coming forward. So... I'm not denigrating anyone who's coming from a different faith place, but I'm trying to let you know where I am coming from. So, with all those thoughts in mind, let's do this. Let's say that you were a man of faith in the past, but you fell away or other things became more of a priority for you. Now, that happens to many of us. You know, there are... Many reasons why this happens, but I want to highlight a few of those. First one is this idea of pressure. Now, as a man, there are so many pressures on us to perform. We have to perform at work. We have to perform at home. We have to perform for others. And it can become so great, especially as you get older. You get these huge pressures, especially financial pressures, uh, whether you're married or divorced like I am. So that's coming from a spouse or an ex-spouse. You've got children that are dependent upon you for your income. You know, you're rising in your career and you've got this huge weight on you to make these vitally important decisions that impact your businesses and your lives. And of course, There's pressure also, if you're a dad, to 
have a proper role in the family and in taking care of your family. So pressure is number one. Number two, affluence, beginning with an A, or affluence, as some people say. So while finances put a pressure on us as men, they also provide opportunities we haven't had before. So as we age, our salaries tend to go up, which also provides us with the opportunity to purchase more things, to travel more, and to consider more opportunities than we've ever had before. So that's another aspect to highlight or that has an impact on whether we stay true to our faith or not. And three, weariness. We as men are often aware of our own mortality, but it becomes more real when we reach about the midpoint of life. Not only do we as men begin to recognize the limit of our days, but we become increasingly tired from a decade or more of pushing our needs to the side and putting other people or responsibilities first. So all that stuff kind of heaps on us, and it can drive us to leave our faith or push it to the side. So when we push our faith to the side, because we are so worn out, guys, we need a change, and we know it. And many times we turn to something like a new hobby, a different social activity, more or differing kinds of family time, etc. But often what we really need is to get back on track with other things that we were doing or we need to work less than we've been doing previously. But if we don't do those things, that's when we tend to drift away from habits that feed our souls, like small group activity or volunteering or even being involved in your particular faith community or church. And you may be saying to yourself right now, okay, John, um, I get this idea, you know, maybe faith was important to me in the past, but it's certainly not as important now, or it's certainly not impacting my everyday life. If I were to do that, or since I do that, what have been or could be some consequences of walking away? So let me share a few of those with you. Number one, it's going to impact your marriage. Of course, you have to be married for this to be true, but just kind of go with this for a minute. When things get tough in marriage, what you really need is solid teaching on marriage, great role models, and encouragement to stick with your commitments. So removing your faith takes away your best resource at this point because your faith provides a solid foundation in your marriage, or at least should be doing that. And I'll say it a little bit different way. Taking a step away from faith is not taking a step toward improving your marriage. All right, so that was number one, and it was it's going to impact your marriage. Number two involves your parenting. Again, obviously you have to be a parent for this to be true, but again, flow with me here. Walking away from your faith removes a great source of help to you in order to be a good father. But in addition to that, it also sets a bad example for your kids. Because remember, our kids learn more and best by what we do rather than what we say. So if our kids see us going through difficult times and the thing that's supposed to be helping us the most, our faith, we walk away from, 
they're going to think, okay, when the tough times come, that's what I'm supposed to do too. So it can have an impact on your parenting. And number three, your foundation. I have heard it said by many folks in the past who are not people of faith, saying that my faith is somehow a crutch to me. And nothing could be further from the truth. Faith provides or makes for a solid foundation upon which you build your life. Walking away from that faith will, to a certain extent, erode your foundation. And then my question to you is this. What are you going to do when the tough times come? How are you going to handle them when what was your foundation is now eroded at best or at worst, completely gone? Tough questions, I know. But stuff I really want you guys to think about. Stuff that's super, super important to focus on and to, to make a part of who you are and what you do. So rather than walking away from your faith, may I suggest the following? I've got another set of three for you. I'm trying to make it easy for you today. Make it easy to remember things in groups of threes. So instead of walking away from your faith... Let's do these three things. Number one, commit. Lean in to God or whatever your particular faith practice does. In my case, it's God. Lean into God and recognize your need for him. Say that. Tell him. Say, God, I need you. And then do something about it. It's not enough to say it. You have to take action. Because remember, imperfect action is always better than a perfect plan. Always. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. Whether you're relying on your faith or not, you're going to make mistakes. So why not have that as a part of what you're doing? So in that whole doing something about it, be sure to tell other men what you're doing, as in this commitment, Because when you tell them, they can not only help you, but they can hold you accountable. All right, so number one is to commit. Number two, grow. You're probably thinking, okay, John, this whole idea of growing, you know, that sounds great, but I can't just make myself grow right away. And that's true. So let's take a little bit different approach to this. Try it this way. Embrace your weaknesses. That's right. I just said that. Embrace your weaknesses. 2 Corinthians 2.10b in the Bible, which was written by the Apostle Paul, he says this, For when I am weak, then I am strong. So it's in our weaknesses that we can become strong because when we realize what those weaknesses are, that in turn forces us back into our faith, back upon our reliance upon and commitment to God and allowing Him to be our strength rather than ourselves. Because when we rely solely on ourselves, we will always let ourselves down. It will always fail miserably. But when we rely upon God, rely upon our faith source, that is what provides our structure, that provides our strength, our sustenance, our reason for being. Another way to help you grow is to pick up your Bible and read it. If you have an actual Bible, if you don't, that's fine. Uh, May I suggest that if you haven't already 
downloaded it. Download the YouVersion Bible app, which is actually the most downloaded Bible app that there is. It's the one, if you look at it, the little avatar is a little brown Bible that says Holy Bible in like gold lettering on it. But the great thing about it is the fact that it comes in many, many different translations. So if you have a hard time reading the King James, which is 15th century Elizabethan English, which I get, it is hard to read. There are many other translations that are much easier to read, like the ESV or NIV, and there are some other ones I could mention as well. But the great part is you can listen to that while you're in the car to and from work because the app will actually read the scriptures to you, which is fantastic. But on top of that, there's also Bible reading plans. They cover, you know, certain topics or it can cover certain passages of scripture. And the great thing is that you can actually do it as a group. If you have like a small group of guys that you do stuff with or that you're accountable to one another, you guys can commit to going through Bible plans together and everybody can see when everybody completes it, again, for more accountability. And it gives you places and things to talk about related to that. So I highly, highly suggest doing that. And again, all the things that I'm mentioning here, I will include in the show notes so that you can find those. I'll include links to things so you can easily find them. Lastly, under this area of grow, finding a faith mentor. This faith mentor is there to help you grow and keep you accountable. It's just, men, that's something we need. We were not designed to do life on our own. We need help. Find somebody who's further along than you and ask him. So don't ask a woman. It needs to be with a man, a man with a man or a woman with a woman when it comes to these mentoring relationships. Ask a man to help you and be a part of that. And might I also suggest that as you get a little further in this process that you do the same thing for someone else who's in the beginning. So not only are you receiving, but you're giving at the same time. Now, a very nice benefit of doing all this, for those of you who are married, when your spouse sees what you're trying to do, I can tell you, that is a very sexy and attractive thing to her. It just is. So, chalk that up as something worth doing, if for no other reason, for that. She's going to love it. And number three, on these things that I suggest that you do to help you, not only not walk away from your faith, but come back to it. Number three is to model. And what I mean by that is seek to be a man after God's own heart and model that for your family and friends. And trust me, as you try to do that, not that you'll be perfect at it, but as you attempt to do that, others are going to notice that in your life. They're going to take recognition of it, and it's going to be a positive experience overall for you and those in your family and friends that you care about. Part of modeling also involves investing your time in resources in others and in your local faith body. Because I'm here to tell you that investing in people is a risk, but it is never a waste. So I think that's a good tagline for us today. Let's remember that. Uh, Hopefully in the show notes, that's what we'll include as our quote for the week. Investing in people is a risk, but is never a waste. There's so many different ways I could have gone covering this topic of faith, but this whole idea of 
after marriage and men walking away from their faith or not having that faith base or if they've done that, it's like, I don't know how in the world do I come back. I wanted to try and cover some of those things just kind of on a high-level overview without going too, too deep into those. Just, I hope, as an encouragement to you. And so if this prompts anything in you, if this prompts questions for you, please connect with me, email me, send me a direct message in social media. I would love to hear from you. Also, let me know what you're thinking about the show as a whole. If there's topics you want me to cover, let me know. Because when you do that, and it's one that I end up covering, I will give you a shout-out on social media as well as on the show and let other folks know that the idea came directly from you. Of course, we always love fantastic ratings and reviews, but all of them are welcome because that helps people find us because that's what we wanted to, we want to remove as many barriers as there are from people finding us and getting encouragement and help that they need, helping other men like you get the help, get the encouragement they need to help improve, help you improve your most significant relationships, both at home and in business, because that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help as much as I can. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm honored that you chose to spend a little bit of time with me today. It means the world to me that you did. And I look forward to being with you next time. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening, and remember, passion gets you started, purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.